morning, guys, and welcome to our new podcast here. And it's called Sing, Sing the, the Gospel, Gospel Project. Project. That's right. Yeah. And so, um, Sing the Gospel Project, it's a, something that maybe not a lot of people have heard. And so, yeah. uh, I'm excited to talk about what we're going to be doing here. Um, why we sing the gospel. That's what this episode is um, entitled today. Yeah. But before we do that, maybe a little need a little introduction. So yeah. uh, who is this? I am Cade Neesmith. I'm a member here at Re- Redeemer Community Church in Oneonta, Alabama. Redeemer Community Church. That's right. We are located here in Oneonta, Alabama. Um, Cade, how long have you been doing this, buddy? Uh, I've been going to church here at Redeemer since probably about February 2018. I started leading worship with the youth about uh, 2019. Awesome. Um, Kate is a great, intricate part of our worship team. He serves in many different capacities. He sings. Um, great singer, by the way. <laughs> he is. Uh, he also helps um, do a little audio engineering on the board back there. Um, he also helps with our student ministry um, and leading them, these guys. And so um, Kate is an awesome part of our church. Excited to have him co-hosting here. Also a great uh, light technician, if you that's need right. me. <laughs> he does do well in the lights. He pushes that's number right. four often. That's right. Um, uh, but my name is Isaiah Moore. Uh, I am the worship leader here at Redeemer Community Church. I've been here for three years since um, actually August of 2021. Right. So it's going on three years. Um, uh, actually, Kate was one of the first people I met when I came here as part of the worship team. I'll never forget that Wednesday night. But um, So now that you know a little bit about us and where we're from, um, we need to answer a big question. Our question is, I believe it's called, why... Then we choose to call this Sing the Gospel Project. That's a good question. And so Sing the Gospel Project, um, before we dive into the theological parts of that, kind of want to go back to the origin of where this idea first came from. Mm. So we had a vision um, for this after uh, some people came up to our D-Now. And so yeah. uh, you can see the hat that I'm wearing. It says Sing the Gospel. And so um, me and Kay both are big fans of uh, Mr. Louisville, Kentucky's uh, Southern Seminary. And so uh, with that comes Boyce College. And Boyce College has a great group called the Boyce Worship Collective. Mm -hmm. And the Boyce Worship Collective is a group that um, is part of the college there. A lot of them are um, part of the worship there. And so they come down and help us lead lead us in worship uh, every day now for our students. And so um, it's been four or five years that they've been coming. But um, specifically, they have an instructor. His name is Kado. And uh, Ka is a great guy. You know, got to got to talk to him um, sometime. But one okay. thing that stuck with me that I'll, will always stick with me is I was talking to Ka one time. I said, man, like, how do you pick your songs? Like, where do you get your your spiritually rich, gospel-centered songs? Yeah. Well, like, what is what is your thought process It really seems them? like a big emphasis there. It really is. Or there at Boyce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he looked at me, and he said, oh, man, you know, we just want to sing the gospel. Yeah. And uh, that's something that stuck with me for a long time. And so that is what we want to do here. Definitely. Um, we just want to sing the gospel. Yeah. Uh, we have some scripture behind that to back that up, as does um, many people. But yeah. um, you see singing all over the Bible, right? We see Moses singing after <clears throat> they get across the Red Sea. Yeah. Um, they're praising God for that. Right. Thanking him. We see David singing in the Psalms, um, yeah. Psalms of sorrow, songs of lament. Songs of joy, songs of rejoicing. And yeah. so singing isn't something you only do for one emotion, one attitude. You sing because God has commanded us to sing. Um, Psalm 96 says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. And so that's what we want to do. Yeah. We want to we sing songs to the Lord. Yeah, um, but specifically, we're going we're gonna to look at a couple of key verses here yeah. for us as to what our background is. 
Yeah. And so what are our key verses for this podcast? Yeah, so our uh, key verses and our really who we are here at Sing the Gospel Project is going to be the, these two key verses here in Colossians 3. It's going to be verses 16 and 17. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah. And so that was verses 16 through 17. But with any scripture that we see, and we just want to go ahead and say this out front, um, we're going to be very word-based on yes. everything that we do. Um, it's important to us, and so the word comes yeah. first. It yeah. was here before us, and it will remain after yeah. us. So that's how God speaks through us. That's right. So we're going to put some context on this bad boy. Um, we're going to go to the beginning of chapter 3 in Colossians. Uh, we're going to go 1 through 17. And so we'll break this down just a little bit. Um, there's different parts of this that we have to understand into understanding our heart behind worship. Yeah. So this is entitled Putting on the New Self. Um, this is uh, the letter of Paul to the Colossians, um, verses 1 through 4. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Amen. Yeah. Well, so we got a promise that we'll be with him in glory. Yeah. But that promise is for a specific people, right? Right. It's, it's for the ones that have been raised with Christ, That's as right. it says in verse 1 there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, very first line here, if then you are raised with Christ. So that means that everything that we are about to read, everything that we're about to go over in this passage of Scripture is for a certain people group, right. and that is believers and people who have been born again in Christ, yeah. um, people who were dead. We'll talk about <clears throat> what they were dead in, that sin. Um, but then now they've been raised to Christ and they're called chosen. So right. um, that kind of just gets us into the prelude of the rest of this. Yeah. And so what does it say through verses 5 through um, 11 here? Yeah, so in verse 5 starting out here it says, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. And these you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. And you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of his creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, skinneth, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Mm -hmm. So I want to focus on the part here that's in the first part. It says, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Yeah. So earthly here is talking about the sins that, that come natural to us. It's the doctrine of the original sin. Mm -hmm. We inherit this sin from Adam just because, because we're human, and that's what it is. And yeah. So it lists out some of these things here that we have put to death when we are raised in Christ is, and that we used to be part of is sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Yeah. And some other things here it talks about um, that we must put away is Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Then it kind of talks about how we abandon all that, all the old stuff. Mm -hmm. And now we are to put on something new. Yeah. I think you're going to get into yeah. here what we're, what we're supposed to put on now. Yeah, so 12 through 14, um, 
It says, put on then as God's chosen one. So right mm-hmm. here we see we are chosen right. by God. We are called. Yeah. And what are we called to be? It says, now holy and beloved, yeah. compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one <clears throat> another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So right here, um, we're, we're told here that we must become new. We must no longer be what Kay just read, all those things. We must put that to death and now become holy, putting on something. Um, holiness is hard. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, sanctification is a process that we go through every day. Um, but this is important because this is something that we're going to look at here in a second about where our heart of worship comes from. Right. Um, but before we do that, we need to talk about the two different kinds of worship here. Yeah. And so um, it talks about being bearing with one another. So in that sense, it kind of is pointing towards congregation and corporate worship. Right. Um, but then verse 14 talks about uh, putting on this love that binds yeah. everything. So, so talk about that. What is that, Kate? Right. So in this verse 14, it says, And above all of these, put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. I want to focus on that word binds there. So when something is binding, there has to be more than one thing coming together for it to come together. So I think it's talking about uh, getting that personal worship here Mm -hmm. and how each one of us as a member of the church and born-again Christians raised with Christ, how we must have personal worship in our lives to come together Mm -hmm. as one body like you're about to talk about here, so we can come together and worship together in corporate worship. Yeah, that's right. And so personal worship um, personal worship first binds us to corporate worship together. Yes. And so um, that personal worship starts with you and your walk with Christ. Yeah. Um, but now we're going to get into um, 15. We just read 15, sorry. Uh, 16 um, and 17. This is our main verses. Yeah. Um, what the Word of Christ dwell in you richly? teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So our two key scriptures, let's break that down, right? So we're called to personal worship, now to body of worship. Um, And specifically now in that body of worship, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So now, those of us that are in Christ, he is dwelling in us. And what does it say to do? It says, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So right here, we're commanded that Christ is in us, and we're commanded to teach, admonish one another, and sing, right? Sing. So this part of sing the gospel, there's a sing part because we are commanded to do so right here in verse 16. Um, Not only are we commanded to do that, to just sing, but it says with thankfulness in your hearts yeah. to God. So we're about to get to that, talking about our our spirit. Yeah, but, and I think uh, we need to point out the first part of verse 16 here. It says, let the word of Christ dwell yeah. in you. Yeah. All this starts with Christ dwelling in mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, so Christ is dwelling in us through this while we're doing these things. And now, even though he's already dwelling in us, 17 says, and whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. So everything that we do, we're giving thanks to God the Father through him. We're giving him the glory. Everything that we right. have goes to him. Yes. So when we think of the sing the gospel, we're thinking 
we're going to sing what Christ has done for us, yep. the life that he lived, yeah. the, his death, um, his burial, and his resurrection, and what yeah. that means for us. So that is important in everyday true worship, right? And so now we need to go over and understand that God has commanded us to worship in spirit and truth. And to do that, we need to go to John 4. Right. So we're going to turn our Bibles over to John 4. Um, what is the story about? So uh, John 4 is just this beautiful passage um, that we get here. And it's talking about the Jesus and the woman of Samaria. I know we're yeah. all pretty familiar with that story. Mm-hmm. and But what we really want to focus on the half here where it talks about worshiping in spirit and truth. And it starts here in verse 23. It says, But the hour is coming, coming and is now here. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit. And those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. Yeah. So it says here, Jesus' own words says that God is looking for these people that are going to worship in spirit and truth. Um, so our next big question is, what is spirit and what is truth? Yeah. What are you talking about here? Um should we start with spirit? Yes. All right. Start with spirit. Um, this is kind of what we were talking about a second ago, our heart for worship, our spirit. Um, I want you to sit aside and just think about this. If you're waking up in the morning and you're arguing with your, your wife, um, arguing with your kids, you have a bad morning, right? And all that stuff is just resonating in your head. When you get to church on that Sunday morning, are you going to be able to worship in the right way? Not effectively. No, because... Essentially, what's happening here is all these things are stirred up in our hearts, this anger, all these things that we just saw in Colossians 3 that said to be put away, is stirring up in our hearts, and therefore, our attention is not on the Lord. Our attention is not on Christ. Instead, our attention now is on the earthly things that are causing us pain, that are causing problems right. in our life. And so... Yeah, and that's well, an everyday spiritual battle, and that's part yeah. of the, the process of becoming more holy, which is called sanctification. Exactly. So. Um, and so... When we think about worshiping in spirit, that means that when we are worshiping, whether that's the personal worship or whether that is a worship congregationally or corporately, we have got to come with our heart, mind, body, soul, all of it, even our strength. We have to come with that in the process of loving Christ and glorifying Christ and thinking of Christ. Um, The greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so all four of those have to be there. Your heart has to be there, your soul, your spirit has to be there, your mind. Your mind can't be fogged with the things of the earth right. and your strength. So one thing for me is like if I'm having a late night on Saturday and I'm getting up, I'm not getting to bed till 1 or 2 in the morning, and I'm trying to get up and be at church the next morning and it's early, am I physically there yeah. or am I too tired? Right. So I think you have to look at all of those things um, when, when you're worshiping in spirit. Yeah. Your entire spirit has to be there to Definitely. be worshiping. And so... That process is going to get easier the more that you're in the work, yeah. the more that you are being sanctified. Right. And so the Father is looking for all of those things. And so we have to focus on letting our spirit be a spirit for Christ. Right. So, yeah. um, and with that, now we come to truth. So talk right. about truth. Yeah, so truth here in this passage, I really think it's getting out of our obedience for, for what Christ has already done for us on the cross. Mm-hmm. So first we get we get the Spirit in us, and that now we're called to go out there and uh, do works in Jesus' name. Yeah. In James, it talks about how faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. It's talking about how we must have faith in Christ. So now 
outwardly, after we have been renewed and changed uh, by the grace of God, we now go out and perform these works and uh, we, we, obe- we obey Christ in this. So yeah. we can now worship him to the glory of God in, in spirit and in truth. That's right. And so, like we asked the question, why is it called seeing the gospel? Um, it's because we are people who struggle to <clears throat> worship the Lord correctly. Yeah. We are people who are not like David, who was a man after God's own heart, or even though his son died, he still worshiped God. Yeah. He still sung to him. We don't do that. That's not our nature, especially in today's world. Yeah. And so we want to emphasize that, and we want to help with that in any way we can and try to make this more understandable. And so we are excited to go on this journey with you guys as we sing the gospel, and that is, that is a project of ours. And so we hope you guys can also sing the gospel. Yeah. Um, part of that is now, what is this, what is this going to look like, right? Yeah. So we want to dive into the Word. We want to dive into theological um, values. Right. We want to, to dive into worship. Um, part of that is we'll take a week out of the month and actually worship together. Yeah. And so songs that we can sing that are rich. And so... Uh, one thing that we do need to do, though, if we're going to sing songs that are rich, we need to understand the metrics of the songs that we choose. And so these are so we're going to go over these metrics with you guys. These are something that we do personally here, that I do personally. Um, when picking and choosing songs for corporate worship, um, the three metrics are, number one, word-centered. Yep. Most important. Most important. That's right. Number two, God-centered. Yeah. And number three, Christ-centered. And so... Okay, you said number one was the most important. Yeah. Right. Um, why do you think that is? So uh, number one was word-centered. So we have to make sure these songs are based in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Because if it's not coming from Scripture, it's coming from some something else. Exactly. Yeah. It's coming from someone else's mouth. Mm-hmm. This this book right here is God-breathed. That's right. God spoke through these men to write these things down. Mm-hmm. So if our songs that we're singing uh, in uh, corporate worship isn't coming from aren't coming from these these scriptures and these words, what's the point? Yeah. Where, where can our spirit and truth come from? Exactly. If it's not in Christ. Yeah. Not in the spirit. Not in God. the word. Exactly. As in John, first, uh, in the John first 1, chapter 1. of John says. Yeah. He says, it says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. Right. right? Um, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We know that was Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so word-centered is most important. That, that's always going to be in a song that we sing. Right. Um, it needs to be in the songs that we sing. Um, secondly, it is God-centered. And God-centered is, I mean, centered around our Father. Right. Centered around our and Lord. so we believe in the triune God here at Redeemer. Yeah. So right. uh, we have God the Father, God mm-hmm. the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Specifically, we're talking about God the Father here. Yeah. And the God of creation, the one that created the earth. Mm-hmm. So, And I mean, we have to sing those songs because there was a period of time called the Old Testament where right. there was... Before Christ came to earth, right? Exactly. And so people were singing to the Lord. We're singing to God. Um, but then we do get the gospel. We do get yes. Christ. And so also gospel-centered songs, right. which is just as important. Um, Christ, that's what we're singing, singing the gospel, right? And so you can have all three of these. Yep. You can have God-centered and Word-centered. You can have Christ-centered and Word-centered. Um, we're always going to have that word. Yeah, we're always going to have that word centered. Um, but we have different examples of this. I yeah, think, could uh, you give us a few yeah. examples of what God centered, yeah. uh, God centered song so is? God centered. We sing uh, a, 
a couple of weeks ago, we sang Great Are You, Lord. Yeah. And so Great Are You, Lord, it doesn't specifically talk about Christ. Right. But it does talk about God. It's the breath in our lungs. Breath in our he lungs. has breathed that in. It says, and we know in yeah. Genesis, that he formed us from the dust of the earth and breathed the breath of life into us. So we've got that, right? Yeah. So there's, there's the word. And there's God, right? right? And so great are you, Lord. You are you are awesome. Yeah. Um, he deserves all of our praise. Yeah. And then next, if we wanted to do gospel centered. Right. Give us an you, example um, of that. You got uh, In Christ Alone, one of my favorites. Yeah. And so um, this this good hymn here, In Christ Alone, my hope is found. He's my light, my strength, my song. Yeah. So the whole song is talking about we can't do anything without Christ. Right. Right? So it is centered around Christ. Yeah. Um, centered, still, still centered around the word. And yeah. so... Just those are the metrics that we look through, the lenses that we look through when we're for focusing on what songs we're going to sing. Right. Yeah. So that's what we're going to use when we pick songs to sing here with you guys. Yeah. Um, and so after we pick those songs, we're going to debrief them. Right. We'll, we'll sing them. We'll debrief them. Um, look at where the scripture comes from. Yeah. Um, what certain parts mean. Um, right. When I think of that, I'm excited to do is all sufficient merit. Oh yeah. Um, that's a big, a big song to, yeah. to, to break down. So that may right. be a longer episode, but yeah, um, I'm excited for. Uh, I think we're gonna do. Is he worthy? Yeah, I'm excited worthy? for that yeah. song. Andrew Peterson is awesome. Um, but we want to do these with you. So in order to do that, we need y'all to interact with us. Right. So we need you guys to tell us what you want to hear, what songs you want to worship yeah. to, um, ask us questions to answer. Um, it's important that some of these things are hard to understand, and so we want to help you guys. Um, and sometimes you can help us. Just let us know because right. uh, we're still young, <laughs> so we don't know everything. Yeah. Um, but what we do know is that everything that we do, we want to do to the glory of the Lord. Yep. So um, I think that is our time for today. You're going to mention uh, yeah, our, uh, that's our, our resources Thank here. you. Thank you. Yeah, we've got some great resources. Um, first of all, we talked a lot about uh, personal worship and then also corporate worship. Um, nine marks, um, Mark Dever, but this is out of from Matt Murger specifically. Um, they put out these <clears throat> nine marks books about building healthy churches, and this is a book all about corporate worship, what to do um, in corporate worship, what is the right thing, kind of some of the things that we talked about today. Yeah. Um, important, we went through this as a staff. Um, this is really about how the church is gathering as God's people. Yeah. And so what that looks like week in and week out. And so go look at this. Great tool to yeah. use. Yeah, that's something we really focus here uh, at Redeemer. I mean, Isaiah is mainly the one here picking songs mm-hmm. for corporate worship here at Redeemer, but we even have some trainings uh, that even the worship uh, yeah. leaders go through, and uh, we really want to focus on those three that we talked about, scripture-based, God-centered, and Christ-centered. That's right. Um, next, we kind of talked about this one, uh, true worshipers. And so this is coming out of John 4. Um the Lord is looking for seeking true worshipers. And so uh, this is Bob Coughlin. He actually is a part of Sovereign Grace. We'll sing a lot of their stuff. Um, yeah. And so uh, he really talks about here, he starts his book off in John 4 and kind yeah. of talks about where we kind of get our bases off of as well right. and worshiping in spirit and truth. Um, great read. I actually handed this book out to every member of the worship team um, when we had a training because uh, that is how important it is. Um, so, I actually think me and you actually went through that book Yeah, together. we did a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the back of the book says the question is not are you a worshiper because I mean we all worship something right right, right. Um, but rather what kind of worshiper are you and yeah. so um, great book great resource oh, yeah. another one by Bob Coughlin worship matters um, this is uh, leading others to encounter the greatness of God and so this is really good if you are a worship leader um, or if you lead in any capacity um, whether that's preaching and song students whatever it is yeah. you should read this because 
our worship does matter. Um, God requires us to worship as we read this morning. Personal um, worship and corporate worship right. like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we just got some hymnals and um, psalms. Um, it's always good to go back and look at old hymns. Yeah. Um, they're inspired by God, by people. So um, let that let that ring true. Um, mm-hmm. We like to sing um, a lot of con- more contemporary stuff, but we yeah. also we also sing hymns. Yeah, uh, I think we sing "How Great Is Our God" a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. um, it's a great one. And so, well, we hope you guys can um, continue to be a part of this journey with us. Yeah, um, this is episode one, and uh, we don't know what the Lord has in store for us, but whatever yeah. it is. Everything that we say and everything we do here is to magnify the Lord. Yeah. I think we're uh, planning on getting a few special guests here, too, yeah, at some yeah, point. Yeah. So but, we'll see. Yeah. Um, you may have a surprise in the next couple uh, episodes. But um, we hope you guys have a great week, and we will see you all next time. Bye.